You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Oh my gosh, is she alive? (laughs) It's Allie here with half of the Twisted Sisters, and man, oh man, I feel like I haven't been on here in ages. When I was deciding the topic for this week's episode, it was to share or not to share this kind of episode. So I have some life updates for you. What the heck is going on in Allie's world? Well, quite a bit. There is always something major going on in Allie's world. And I don't know if that is me being in survival mode constantly or if I just operate this way. It's been a hard summer for me so far. I'm not going to lie. I have always ran at a thousand miles per hour. And then as we have been on this journey of like healing ourselves, it's been hard because to be honest, I don't think it's always a bad thing to run at a thousand miles per hour. I enjoy running at a thousand miles per hour. And do I have my days where I need rest? And do I take those vacations and reset myself? Absolutely. But this world is so big and I want to see so many places and I want to experience so many things and I have so many goals and not to check off my business bucket list, but to check off my life bucket list because quite frankly, this is all a lifestyle for me. My business is my lifestyle. My boys are my lifestyle and I love to do life side by side with them. I have worked extremely hard to be where I am today and I am not apologizing for being myself anymore or feeling bad because I run at a different pace than people. This is me. This is what makes Allie, Allie. It takes grit. So going on with my life update, before we dive in, I just want to talk about that silly four-letter word that reminds you of John Wayne? I mean, am I right? What do you think of when you hear the word like grit? Have you read Angela Duckworth's book, The Power of Passion and Perseverance? So I read this book years ago. And in this instant New York Times bestseller, Angela Duckworth shows anyone striving to succeed that the secret to outstanding achievement is not talent, but a special blend of passion and persistence she calls grit. And as People Magazine says, inspiration for non-geniuses everywhere. And so I remember back when this book was written, oh gosh, I can't even remember what year this book was. I don't know, Jack was born, I know that. And I know I had my real estate license. So somewhere in between those times, I saw this on the cover of this book years ago. And I picked it up immediately. And for non-geniuses, I'm like, this is me. I am not a genius. And so I'm an average person. And so Angela was the daughter of a scientist who frequently, frequently noted her lack of genius. 
And Angela Duckworth is now a celebrated researcher and professor. Professor, oh my gosh, I need to slow down. Talk about going at a thousand miles per hour. So it was her early eye-opening stints in teaching, business consulting, and neuroscience that led her to her hypothesis about what really drives success. Not genius, but a unique combination of passion and long-term perseverance. In Grit, she takes us into the field to visit cadets struggling through their first days at West Point, teachers working in some of the toughest schools, and young finalists in the National Spelling Bee. She also mines fascinating insights from history and shows what can be gleaned from modern experience, experiments excuse me, in peak performance. Finally, she shares what she's learned from interviewing dozens of high achievers from J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Demon, Demon, I might botch that, to New York cartooner editor Bob Mankoff to Seattle Seahawks coach Peach Car- Pete Carroll. Quit reading, Allie. <laughs> so if this book were a PowerPoint presentation, as it surely has been, the best slide would be the two equations that offer a simple proof for why grit trumps talent. Talent times effort equals skill. And skill times effort equals achievement. So in other words, effort counts twice. So Duckworth offers what amounts to a four-step program, the last step of which is to overcome pessimism by cultivating what her fellow psychologist Carol Dweck calls a growth mindset. And you guys have heard me talk about this on here. I am all about growth mindset. So you just have to complete steps one through three first. So number one, identity, a burning interest. Identify, not identity. I'm going to just stop here because I need to put on my glasses. (laughs) I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. Identify, a burning interest is number one. Number two, practice it a lot. And three, develop a sense of higher purpose by which Duckworth means I must believe that my passion will improve the world. So step three strikes me as kind of the least plausible, I guess you could say. Even though Duckworth offers evidence that people who think their pursuits contribute to the well-being of others are more likely to meet their top level goals, Success is heartwarming, but does not always make the world a better place. So there is one story in her book, and it is Cat Cole is her name, and she speaks in her book about she was the child of a cash-strapped single mother who rose from a waitressing gig at Hooters to become a president of the Cinnabon Bakery chain. And Cole's tale may inspire readers, but her philosophy of giving back will not awaken anybody's unselfish instincts. If I could, this is what she says in the book, if I could help companies, I could help brands. If I could help brands, I could help communities and countries. 
And now I know what you're all thinking. Cinnabon is like the worst thing for you to eat. (laughs) But I love that she went in with passion and rose above to truly make something of herself. She did find her passion. And yes, we all deserve that treat once in a while. So as I was kind of like thinking about the subject today, I I used to have Cinnabon that I went to daily when I was pregnant with Everett in the mall where I did hair. And the irony that I just felt a moment ago and when I was writing this as I spoke those words and as I was thinking back to my 18-year-old self eating that Cinnabon, planning my future with my little baby boy inside my tummy is just, it's insane how things kind of come and go in your life. And Cinnabon was a huge part of my life. And whether or not we want to think like it's horrible for you to eat, It's still like I would remember I went I like got the mini ones and I would go and I would sit and I would just think about my life while I was eating those those little Cinnabons. And I just remember when I was doing hair and I would just pray like one more walk in one more bang trim anything walk in so that I could get one extra tip today so I could go up with my big belly to that third level and treat myself to a Cinnabon. Something so simple. And I had insane grit back then. Or I was more like a persistent pregnant chick. (laughs) So basically what I am trying to say is there is nothing wrong with you. Don't let anyone make you feel like there is because you don't run at the same pace as them. You are your imperfect self. And if you have passion, keep on feeling it. Don't listen to the Karens. You can do it. Keep making the effort. Keep waking up each day and working towards that dream. I know you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. So this all kind of where I've been at this summer and just kind of feeling down this journey where it's like, yes, I've I've been meditating and yes, I've been doing the work and healing my traumas and, but I don't like to sit in that place. I just don't like to sit there. Yes, we have to deal with it head on, I feel. And yes, we're always working towards a better self and we're always trying to grow. But I love to put into building things and I love to put into helping people and helping my boys find their goals. And it's just, so remember when we were going to purchase that house with the pool? Well, all I have to say is small town drama really sucks. (laughs) Can I just say that? People can suck. Can't say much on this subject as it is a legality and there are fiduciary duties that I owe to this confidential transaction. But long story short, we decided to withdraw our offer. Not on our end, not because we wanted to, but because of stupid reasons that were out of our control on the small town side, I guess you could say. So... We decided we are staying put for now and adding to our investment portfolio for the time being, and that's okay. 
The universe didn't want us to have that house. But I know in my heart when it is our time to find that unicorn house again, we are ready to pounce. So what I take from this, because like I said, I manifested this house. This house was supposed to be mine. What I found with it was there were some things that as I look back and go, I didn't want to be that far south. I wanted to actually go more north. And it, what's meant to be will be. And just like I tell all my clients, and I know some of you listen, your house will be your house. What's meant to be will be. And you always hear once you do find that house, that unicorn house, I am so happy we waited for this one and didn't settle for the other. So it will come I will find it. I mean, I'm in this business. I better find myself it. (laughs) But another matter is up next. My breast reduction, if you've all been following along, was approved through insurance. And I can't remember if I spoke on that when we were on here the last couple times. So guess who goes in tomorrow? tomorrow Wednesday the 28th to get her breast lifted and smaller this girl and I am so incredibly nervous even though it is one of the most common plastic surgeries done I think there's over like 650,000 surgeries breast reduction surgeries done a year isn't that crazy um I I'm still freaking out I mean these Big jugs have been my identity since I was about 10 years old. Like I remember going to Limited 2, if you remember that store, and picking out my bras because I had boobs before anybody else had boobs. And I was tiny, tiny, like just call me tits on a stick. I remember even a boy coming up to me saying that I should put a bag over my head because my body was way better than my face. (laughs) asshole. Am I right? I mean, come on. But in all reality, I have always been tits McGee, as my husband has always called me. And he's not even a a boob guy. So it's pretty funny that he ended up with big tits me. (laughs) Well, they were fun while they lasted. I mean, I will say I've enjoyed having big boobs because I can't imagine not having big boobs. But I am now in pain <laughs> because of these big old boobies. And I have no choice but to reduce and lift them. I can't run anymore. I mean, they just are as crazy as the sounds. Like, I will get knocked out at this point. My Cairo she said she couldn't help me anymore that I needed to figure this out and I can't even wear like a strapless bra I can't wear strapless bras with like the clear straps because they dig so far into my shoulders Um, I have indentations on my shoulders rashes all underneath of them I'm also starting to get like a hump on my back. So you might as well just call me the hunchback from Notre Dame. I mean, all I can think of is if I don't get the surgery, I am going to be that poor grandma who can't even straighten her back and will be hunched over all the time. I feel like I'm on like Snow White. You all know that, like that witch, how she like is like hunched over like that. Like that's going to be me, you guys, if I don't get this done. But 
<laughs> again, they have been my identity for so long. I have good days and I have bad days. I get to feel sexy when I want to. But on the other hand, I am sexy when I don't want to be. As everything I wear makes me look like I'm a Pam Anderson. And I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now like, oh my gosh, to have your problems. Trust me, I get it. I have been called a slut more times in my life and to cover myself up, um, I, I've have worn like turtlenecks and even been called a slut. I mean, I have guys introduce themselves and not even look at my face, just my chest. I have had guys who just want to date me because of my chest. And it's one of those catch-22, as I've been telling people, I'm getting one and they're all like, can you give some of them to me? And while I'm flattered, it still has fucked with my psyche my whole life. So the anesthesia... Am I scared about that? A little bit. That's probably the next thing that I'm scared the most about. Um, I'm not scared of the recovery. I'm a trooper when it comes to pain. So I don't really worry about that. I'm just worried about the psychological effects that it will have on me. And will I regret going smaller? So everyone I have spoken to says everyone they know who has done it does not regret it. And I have a girlfriend who's, this is the, the surgeon that I'm going to, she says it's the best thing that she ever did. That I'm not going to have to wear a bra potentially for like a year, you guys. Like, do you know what that means? Like, I have to wear a bra to, to walk across my kitchen. <laughs> like, I have to wear a bra all the time. I haven't worn a backless dress in, I don't even I don't even know if I've ever worn a backless dress, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> so stay tuned on that. I will bring you with through my journey as it starts tomorrow, as I'm recording this, June 28th. It starts tomorrow, June 28th at 8.15 in the morning. And I will show you my recovery and the whole shebang of how it is. So if you've been contemplating this, I will walk you through and I will be your guinea pig. So that is really all I have to say this week. I just wanted to come on and just let you know I am still moving and grooving until I'm forced to stop tomorrow. And I will be recovering and resting. And I bought about 10 really good books that I'm excited to read that I've been wanting to read and haven't had a chance to. So more life updates before I get off. Um... I took a new staging position, so I'm a lead stager now for a builder, the old builder that I used to work with for, and it's been super fun so far getting to be creative and help pick out furniture and what is going to go into the houses as far as like paint colors and all that, and real estate is still going super strong. I mean, it's my number one, and it's, I have so many fun stories for next time that I can't wait to share with you on where I'm at with real estate because I've been getting a lot of messages from you guys about you might be contemplating getting in the real estate industry and I'm here for it. So if you ever have questions, please reach out. Um, my office is also offering that they'll pay for your, your real estate license. So if this is something you are very passionate about I mean come jump on board I would love to have the conversation with you and it might not be for you but at least we can break it down and kind of have a little mastermind on maybe 
you have another passion. Maybe you want to be in the real estate field, but it's not necessarily selling real estate. There's 50 million different jobs that you can do in real estate and mortgage and title. And there's just, it. the sky's the limit. So again, you can look at me and think you can't do what I do, but you can. If you persevere and really make that effort every day, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish. I mean, I argued you guys for a year now with my insurance company to give me a reduction. They denied me. And I just kept fighting, kept getting my doctor to write letters, my chiropractor to write letters. My my doctor was so funny. She was like, if you had balls, you know they would be taking those immediately. I'm like, sure thing. Like, And he warned me. He said, this breast reduction to get approved through insurance, like it's still in the 1980s. Like they haven't rewrote the criteria since the 1980s. And it just shows like even with the, the birth control, like we have to fight for birth control as women and Viagra is covered under insurance. It's just funny where our priorities are, right? Like I might have to have back surgery, but we won't give her a reduction. We'll just make her get back surgery. These where if I got the reduction, that would probably help reduce my chances of having to get that back surgery and having back problems for the rest of my life. So yeah, I could go off. Here I am on my soapbox talking about this, but don't give up. Have grit. Read that book by Angela Duckworth. It's an amazing book. And see where you are in the next year if you take those steps today, tomorrow. Have a game plan. Make those goals and be consistent with those goals. Show up every day. Do something little. Remember when we when I talked about doing the um, theming your days? You can theme your days by by these little goals and you don't have to jump two feet in a thousand miles per hour like I do. You can really start to take those little baby steps, work on it for 10 minutes a day and just keep working on it though. And I might just have to go be persistent to get Angela Duckworth to get come on this podcast because that would be amazing. She is such a wealth of knowledge. If you are looking for an amazing TED Talk, go listen to her TED Talk. I think she has over like 8 million views about this subject, about grit. You can do it. And we can sit and say that we don't want to be a part of the hustle culture. And that's fine. We don't need to be a part of the hustle culture. But I think it's important to really keep working hard for what you want in your life. And what does that look like? And I think that's the most important thing. What We might not know where we're going to be in the next five years, but I think we still need to work towards what those goals look like. And you would be surprised by just working 10 minutes a day where that can take you and what doors can open for you when you do work on that networking for 10 minutes a day even just messaging like I go to coffee dates I pick eight people to go on coffee dates with probably every two months and I pick people that I want to learn from and I'll say do you want to go to coffee or happy hour I don't want anything from you I don't want to your referral business I don't want anything that I just want to get to know you 
And I think as Jennifer Freed said in her episode, like having that community, because I think a whole bunch of us are so lonely right now with COVID being over and working from home and not knowing where we want to be in life that you can really do something with it. And now I know I'm going off on a tangent. So I'm going to end. Stay twisted, my friends. Love to you all. And I hope you are having an amazing summer. I will be in touch here. If you follow us on social media, go follow our Instagram and Facebook. I will be posting about my recovery on there. And I'll catch you on the next one. And I'll talk about my recovery on here as well, too. So have a blessed week, you all. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.